The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. Leonard Malton is one of the most respected film critics and historians, probably best known for his 30-year run on Entertainment Tonight, as well as Leonard Malton's movie guides. He has finally released his memoir after all these years. It's called Starstruck, My Unlikely Road to Hollywood. Leonard Malton joins me now. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Good morning, Leonard. Welcome back, and congratulations on your new book, Starstruck. As a collector of your movie guides, I've got them all. I was thrilled to hear that you kind of chronicled your own career. Well, you know, I had to do something during the pandemic, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Well, so is that the significance in terms of why you did it now? Well, frankly, yes. Uh, I, I needed a project during lockdown, and I work at home as a writer, and this gave me something to get up in the morning and do. And, and it was a, a very pleasant preoccupation for, for some months. Yeah, and you know, I've I've known about different things about how your career started and all of that stuff. It's nice to have it down in print form. How old were you when you first did your first, I guess, official review? Well, I don't think I did a review, a real review, until I uh, got to college. I was uh, eighteen, going to NYU. Yeah. And they had a very professional daily newspaper there. And I guess I was 17 uh, when, when I was a freshman. And I, uh, I wrote my first real review. I had already written the capsulized reviews that I included in my movie guide. But this was a full, full-fledged review that, where, where I tried uh, in my uh, feeble way to imitate Bosley Crowther in the New York Times. As a kid, you were doing this as well? Even before college, you were, you were doing stuff like this? My friend and I, my best friend and I at the time, uh, published our first publication when we were in the fifth grade. Yes. <laughs> we had an original copy and then two carbon copies. <laughs> right. may not remember carbon paper, but oh, yeah. I asked your great-grandfather. <laughs> no, I know all too well what carbon is. <laughs> well, and you know... When we're kids, watching TV, there were all these old, great films. I mean, it was the first time I was introduced to, you know, the Marx Brothers and Laurel and Hardy. There was a treasure trove, wasn't there? Sure. I always say that uh, in the early days, uh, when I was growing up, uh, television was a living museum of movies. Except I didn't know they were old. My parents had to try to explain that to me at first. Yeah, you know, you ask your parents, so none of these people are alive? (laughs) (laughs) They said, you know, they said, you know, we used to watch Laurel and Hardy when we were growing up. That's a tough concept for a five-year-old to grasp. Yeah, I remember my mom saying that her and her, uh, my aunt would go to the movie theater to see the brand new Laurel and Hardy film. It's incredible. Who was the first really big star that you interviewed and how old were you at the time? Well... I met Buster Keaton when I was 13 years old. Wow. I didn't interview him, but I met him and exchanged some words with him and as a fan. And he was kind enough to sign an 8x10 photo that I had brought along. And so that was to give me a lifetime memory and, you know, a real milestone in my, in my life. Uh, the first interview I ever did was with Eddie Bracken, who was on Broadway. He replaced Art Carney the original Broadway production of Neil Simon's The Odd Cup. And I had attended a matinee and enjoyed it. 
and I read his bio in the playbill, and it said he had been in the original Silent Hour gang comedy. So I stood outside the stage door on a chilly afternoon and waited and waited and waited, and finally the stage doorman asked what I was doing, and I said, I'd like to talk to Mr. Bracken. He said, can I give him a message? I said, yes, this is a little magazine I put out called Film Fan Monthly. I'd like to interview him for it. That's the message. And he came back five or ten minutes later, and he said, Mr. Bracken said, if you come back after the Saturday matinee, he'd be happy to talk to you. That's the first. And he was, in the 40s, he was a bona fide movie star. Was he the guy who played the toy store owner in Home Alone? Home Alone 2, you bet. Home Alone 2, yeah. He had a good long life. And so he was my first. Your run on Entertainment Tonight opened a lot of doors for you in terms of getting big stars. Sure. I'm assuming that once you got to know some of these people that they actually asked for you. In some cases, yes. In some cases, they're publicists would on their behalf. Right. And who were some of your favorites? Because I know one that I remember that you did was with Paul Newman, and that was pretty great. Uh, that was wonderful. It was a little frustrating because I only had like 12 minutes. <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> You've been there and done that. Yes. Sure. And uh, so I wanted to impress him. And I said, uh, and his, his longtime publicist, Warren Cowan, who is one of the you know uh, pillars of uh, public relations in Hollywood, was standing just off camera. And I said to Mr. Newman, I said, I'm thinking about it, and I think that you're the only person I could be interviewing now who has worked for Alfred Hitchcock and the Coen brothers, Michael Curtiz and Leo McCary from old Hollywood, and Robert Baldwin from new Hollywood. And he paused a moment, and he turned to, the, to Warren Cowan off camera. He said, all right, I'm impressed. Who is this guy? <laughs> oh, that! how great does that make you feel, right? Well, you know, I, I, I scored a point. I scored a point. And, 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 he, and he gave me very interesting and thoughtful answers. He was an interesting and thoughtful guy. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, and Leonard, we're watching films so differently now uh, with studios, of course, releasing a lot of content on Netflix, Amazon, Apple, and, and all the rest. Do you think we'll ever uh, fill the theaters again? Yeah, I do. I do. Everything is cyclical, and or at least it has been. <laughs> yeah. We're seeing, uh, listen, we're living in un unprecedented times, right? The world has ever known what we are now living through in our third year. So no one has a crystal ball. No one knows what's, what's going to come next down the line. But people love being with each other, listening to a good story. And yes. look at the numbers of people who went out and went to a movie theater to see the new Spider-Man film. It's the one that broke the, the dam. Now... There's probably just as many people who decided, no, I still don't want to take a chance going into a public place like a movie theater, or I don't want to watch a movie wearing a mask, and, uh, and I, I don't judge any of those people. You know, there are good reasons for their decision, but uh, I, I still think if, if we get past this next hump <laughs> yeah. and not have some other unexpected, you know, turn of events whack us in the face, that eventually we'll go back to the movies. You want to stay home all the time? I don't. No, I, I do not. I, I can't wait to get back to the theaters. It has been a while for me. This year's Oscar nominations are out. What are you looking at for Best Picture? Because now there are so many nominated 
films out there. It's not like it used to be with what four or five films that you had to pick from. Well, uh, it's a very uh, it's a very eclectic batch. This ten, this list of ten. Yeah. And there's some films. I, I, I well, there's nothing that I'm crazy about. That's the truth. Uh huh. There's not one here that I say, oh, simply got to see this. But there's some good ones. Uh, Don't look up. I, I like. Right. Oda is a really sweet film. Uh, Belfast is entertaining. Dune. Uh, I'm not the world's biggest science fiction uh, aficionado, but I really like Dune. It captured my attention, never dropped it. King Richard is, is, is very enjoyable. Yeah, I liked it. Nightmare Alley is a rich, uh, terrific film by Guillermo del Toro. Bradley Cooper is great in it. You know, and, and Steven Spielberg did a good job re- reinventing West Side Story. A lot to look at, and uh, yeah, Leonard Malton's new book is certainly part of that. Uh, Starstruck, it's at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever you get your books. Leonard, it's always uh, great to catch up with you. I hope that uh, you stay well. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Jim. Thanks so much. By the way, Leonard hosts a great podcast with his daughter called Malton on Movies. You can uh, get it on Apple and many other platforms. That does it for this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks so much for stopping by. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. 